You're listening to Courtside Club, presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook. The goblet has dropped. Download it. Must be 21 or older. Vince Carter was Instagram living. That's my hero, pretty much. He saw me like in there. He was like, Chuck, what's up, man? He was like, we'll drink some Dulce and do the and play golf. And I was like, yeah, I love that. And in my head, I was like, hate Dulce, hate golf. <laughs> <laughs> no. But now I'm just waiting for the day. and welcome to the Courtside Club. Today, I am super excited to have my good friend, the official NBA Dunk Contest coach and CEO of Team Flight Brothers. You guys might know him as a dunk guru, Chuck Milan. Welcome to the Courtside Club. Thank you so much for having me. Good morning. <laughs> good morning. <laughs> it's like, are you awake yet? We are. We're awake, but I don't know like where we're at right now. We're surviving. There might still be some levels going on in the, in the old blood system right now. So... For those listening and watching right now, we are actually in Cleveland the day after the 2022 dunk contest. So this is Chuck's like most wild night. So I actually appreciate him coming in at 10 a.m. to be on like, the you court. Have, you have to understand like how much I like you as a friend for me to be <laughs> here at 10 o'clock in the morning for this. But yeah, it is the morning after. It, it was fun. Like this is the most fun I've had like during a dunk contest, even though it was probably like the most misses and like the worst contest that I've been a part of. It, <laughs> like just realistically. Like, right. Uh, Obi and Juan did awesome. Like Juan Toscano. Was, he was a sleeper. He, for nobody sure. knew. And honestly, I didn't even know because I practiced with him in San Francisco two weeks ago. And I was really worried. I was like, why is this guy in the dunk contest? Mm -hmm. And he was like, I had to take this opportunity. He worked on everything I told him to work on. So we had the practice on Thursday night. Yeah. And all of a sudden he's good. Right. And I was like, dang, man, like this guy can do good. Obi, we were working with him for a while. So he had been ready. It's right. just he missed a little – like, he missed more than I thought. The dunk over me that he missed, he had never missed that yet. Wow. So I was, like, super surprised. But There's always some jitters, and, and all of those guys who were in it last night are young, too. Mm -hmm. This is a very big stage for them. Also, I'm from Akron, and yeah. the Cleveland fans are ruthless. Yeah, but, wow. they, <laughs> but they were so ready for, like, when Cole Anthony came out and, like, yeah. started – you know, playing the crowd, they were ready mm -hmm. because the concert before it was awesome. It was like, great. Yeah, that, yeah. I've been a part of, I think, nine all-star weekends, and that was the best concert ever. Like that. As I said, that's where all the all-star money went this year. Yeah, I know. <laughs> to, that, to that performance. But, but they had, they had Khaled, they, Mary J. Blige again. So I was at amazing. Super Bowl yeah. and saw her again. You guys are like best awesome. friends now. You're like, oh, yeah. Basically, she has yeah. no clue who I am. Yeah, I doubt it. But she's but, beautiful and a fantastic performer. My parents were there. They were jamming along. That's awesome. Ludacris. Yeah, everything. Migos. Was, I was like, this energy, we are so ready. I was nervous about Cole and Jalen mm -hmm. because they didn't practice or like really communicate with me until yeah. the night before the dunk contest. So can we talk about that a little bit? Absolutely. I was actually there. For, yeah, so for so we went to the Rising Stars game. I met up with Chuck there. He said, I have practice with, with Jalen Green tonight, day before dunk contest. And the night, like the night at 11.30, the very night before. And we head up to the little practice gym. Mm -hmm. And 
I've been around the dunking scene for a while now, and we can get into that backstory. We did Dunk League together. I followed all the professional dunkers. And when he came in, he had this bag of all these different dunks. I was a little confused of what's the plan? Because when you go into a contest like this, I feel like you have to be mentally prepared with, okay, this dunk, I feel really great. So walk us through kind of like how you felt that night also. Um, I mean, besides like annoyed, uh, I was just like, it's cause Jalen like looks so dope when he dunks and stuff. Like he's, he's really so athletic, super athletic, graceful. Like he's a dunker. And I'm just like, man, if we would have done this four weeks ago and done it two or three times, whole different ball game. Like Jalen, like yeah. he probably could have won the thing, Definitely. but you can't go into a dunk contest without a game plan. And the NBA contest makes it easier because it's like, it's four dunks. Yeah. So you, all you have to do is practice four dunks. And I just don't understand why you would want to be a part of something and not be prepared for it. Because as we saw last night, like you go out there and there's 20 something thousand people. Right. They're either going to love you or they're going to hate you. Yeah. So And Cleveland is tough. I didn't realize how tough our fan I, base is here. I, like by, <laughs> well, they'll turn quickly. Yeah. They'll by, be super amped. By like, the, <laughs> by like the third try for Cole. I was like, are we in Philly right now? Like, what is going on? Right. But I knew, I, knew, I knew it was going to happen. So it was like, yeah. it's just like something you have to prepare, prepare for. So the night before when you were in there, it's like you were even texting me. You're like, what the hell is going on right now? <laughs> yeah. But then I was watching him and his forehead is above the rim yeah. in every dunk, whether he's making it or missing mm-hmm. it. And so in my mind, I'm like, this kid is so athletic. He's already tired. He just played in the Rising yeah. Stars games and he's still dunking with yeah. this much force all he needs is just to fine-tune what these dunks are and but i was like well the the contest is tomorrow though so how much time (laughs) it's the nba dunk contest like it is a fun event so when people watch it they're like oh yeah this is fun but as a professional you have to be like i gotta take this seriously otherwise you'll go out there and you're gonna look dumb there's a lot of things that go into it i'm not gonna say like yeah you need to come to me Mm-hmm. But I'm there for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> and so when you have 15 people telling you a different dunk to do, yeah. and then you have two guys with Chase and I on the side that we have helped now seven dunk champions in a row. Like, So when were you hired by the NBA to be the official dunk coach? Uh, I wasn't officially hired until 2018, but okay. I started working the dunk contest in 2013 with Terrence Ross. So I was way back. Yeah. So I had Terrence Ross, then John Wall. And then it was like Victor Oladipo, Zach Levine, Aaron Gordon. Yeah. uh, And then Glenn Robinson was the one that kind of like the NBA was like, because they weren't expecting him to win. It was like if Toscano won last night. Right. Then the Carlton Myers from the NBA, he was like, hey, like, can we just make you available to the league? We'd love to bring you on. And realistically, like, that's the job I wanted the whole time. Definitely. Even though it wasn't, like, an existing job. And so he was like, yeah, like, can you just be available to everybody? And some people will get a hold of you. Some people won't. Said, yeah, absolutely. So now I'm available to everyone. Yeah. And, like, my objective is to make sure everybody's prepared. And I want everybody to go in there with the possibility that they can win. Like, hey, if you make your dunks, they're going to be 50s. Unless you have the judges from last night. Uh, they were also really tough judges. Isaiah, Cleveland, man. Listen, Hall of Famer Isaiah Thomas. 
don't like you anymore. <laughs> like, it's just, oh, that eight that he threw out? <laughs> Obi Toppin went behind the back over me, and he got an eight. And that nobody's ever done that before. I know. And and he, but he also, I, I think another part of that dunk that makes it even tougher is he didn't push off of you at no all. No push off. It was a clear yeah. jump. Yeah. It, it, Listen, Which like, I say I should know that. Come on. Man. I mean, but, she, but I think that's also an issue is that with judges, like they're so uninformed and they're like old school, like, you know, respect to the legends and stuff. But I don't want to pay tribute anymore. I want to evolve. Like mm-hmm. I, it's like, yeah, we're here doing this because of what Dr. J did and what Mike did and Dominique and Vince Carter and stuff like that. But yeah. the game's different now. Like, the stuff that guys were doing last night, if they would have done it in the contest in, like, 88 or 90, like, there is no way that, like, Jordan or Dominique were, like, dealing with that. I actually last Because night, they were doing more kind of powerful, powerful. Or, or lengthy dunks, it but it's not as much creativity or, or art in the air. It was literally windmills, pump reverses, 360s, right. and, like, a free throw line dunk occasionally which is like wonderful great they didn't have like social media and people just weren't doing stuff like that but right now it is much different yeah and also you know like pro dunking has kind of ruined that a little bit too because it's we, ruined it for me a bit <laughs> well, well you i mean you saw dunkley like you know it takes it takes pro dunkers a long time to like make these dunks as well it's just like there's a lot of editing that goes in so when Somebody posts a dunk. Sometimes. Yeah. There I are mean, some guys. There are some guys right. that, you know, that they're ready and stuff. But still, it's a different thing, too, because you have all the downtime right. with the NBA stuff, getting, you know, the introductions, the concerts, like all that stuff, no stretching. And then the crowd. Yeah. You know, and you have three attempts. So it's like it's I think some pro dunkers would have I think a lot of pro dunkers would have trouble in that situation as well. I want to get back to judging and and just contests in general because I feel like we could go deep into that conversation. But before, I want to let people get to know you a little bit better. You started – we met, what, 2013? Yeah, something like that. Possibly? Yeah. So if you guys don't know, before I was on 2K, before I was doing a lot of the hosting stuff that I'm doing now, I was – on YouTube, just collaborating with any different yeah. channels and people that I could. And something that was big around that time was the professional dunk scene was really coming up. Yeah. So I would hang out with you guys, uh, Jordan Kilgannon, who's like one of the, the biggest dunkers in the world right now, possibly the number one dunker. I mean, the most popular dunker in the world, for sure. Most popular, yeah. for sure. And I kind of early saw this scene of these guys who were super athletic. They didn't hoop, they didn't play five on five, but they were professional dunkers. And yeah. it was before it was even really popular. You had already been in the game well before we even met. So how did that start for you? Uh, so I played in high school and then I played I played a little bit in college. I was in a dunk contest one summer and it was a Miami, a hoop it up dunk contest. Yeah. And I went to Miami. People didn't know me there. Like in my hometown, everybody knew I could jump, whatever. So I went to Miami and I'm the only white guy there, whatever. Uh, and so they call my name dun- during the dunk contest and everybody's like, ah, yeah, like what's this little white guy doing <laughs> Yeah, here? let's see. And so I ended up winning the dunk contest and the place like was going crazy. And a representative from Nike came up to me and he was like, hey, there's a brand activation we're having in Asia for Jermaine O'Neal's like new shoe. They're like, we want to bring an American. And at that point there was no like professional dunkers. Like that wasn't a thing in America. Like yeah. I didn't even know that there was like guys dunking in France. Uh-huh. They were like, well, you come here. We'll give you $30,000 for the, 
you know, for like a month and a half over here. And I'm 18, When you're 19. 18, 19, you're like, what? So I was like, changing? <laughs> I was like, yo, I'm out of here. Yeah. And so I, got, I left and I started doing that. And then when I came back, I would do like and one stuff. Like I would mm-hmm. play on the opposite team. I was like, man, I have guys in my neighborhood that can dunk better than I can. And it, it was true. And so I got invited to a, a, an ESPN show called City Slam. Mm-hmm. And it was a dunk contest for like $25,000. And like two or three days before it happened, I broke my ankle. Oh, geez. So I was like, man, this sucks. You know what? I'm going to have one of my, I'm going to be like, yo, I have a replacement though. It's one of my friends. Mm-hmm. I sent my friend and he ended up winning the thing. Oh, that's dope. So I was like, man, like I have another friend. They had like another event. I was like, I have two other friends said those <laughs> and they started like doing stuff. And so these I, are just kids in, that you that grew up we, with? Yeah, that I grew up with. Oh, crazy. And so then it was like, man, like we just started this whole Flight Brothers thing. And then it was like, oh, Team Flight Brothers. And so I started uploading videos onto like streaming services that, you know, it was like dial up at the time. Right. This is before YouTube. Mm-hmm. People were like downloading our videos on like Kaza and LimeWire and stuff like oh my dunk gosh. videos. Do you remember LimeWire? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like they were downloading like dunk videos on there, and then YouTube came out, and I was like, "Hold on, I can put stuff up here for free." Yeah. Like, awesome. So I started doing that, and we put a video up of a of a five nine dude T Dub mm-hmm. ended up on the front page, and this is like two thousand six. And if you're on the front page of YouTube in 2006, it's like 2 million views over now. Oh, absolutely. We're not getting paid at that time, but it's right. whatever. Couple well, the, it, YouTube wasn't as saturated. So any yeah. video that had that was dramatic in any sense, whether it was like somebody falling down the stairs, if it was cats doing weird things. A squirrel looking at you, you know? Like, any Anything yeah. funny. If it was Charlie the Unicorn, do you remember that one? Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like OG YouTube days. Oh my gosh, Charlie the Unicorn. Um, but yeah, so we put that video up and then a couple days later, a representative from YouTube hit me up and was like, hey, we're doing this event in New York City. It's called AdSense. It's kind of like on the low, but we're closing down a warehouse and turning yeah. it into a club. So we put on a dunk show while a soldier boy played. Oh my gosh. That's yeah. So he fun. was playing crank that. I, cause he, it had just come out. So we dunked during that. And there was like us, like Esme denters. Like it was like the weirdest. So I was probably junior or senior year of high school. When yeah. This was happening. That's for sure. So cool. <laughs> and so that happened. And then they were like, Hey, we're starting this partner program where you can get paid. So three months later it comes and I'm not even thinking about it. And I'm coming home from work. I This was at a hotel. I was like just working front desk at a hotel. And I like go and see my bank statement. It was like $18,000 in there. And uh-huh. I was like immediately called one of my dunkers. I said, <laughs> hey, um, like pack your stuff moving to Florida, (laughs) moving moving back home. And I literally like moved back home. And that was the last time I had like a regular job. And that was like, that was like 23 or something like that. But yeah, that's like how everything started rolling. And then people started booking us for shows just from seeing us on YouTube and stuff like that. Well, I think a lot of people don't know the grind that goes into it before you're in this world. And I talked about it on a previous episode. People sometimes know of you or mm-hmm. you're famous before yeah. you're actually making real money yeah because it takes a while for that to build up and even when i first moved to la i was working in a restaurant and doing these like, yeah. commercial and modeling jobs on the side just trying to make ends meet because as a full-time creator host 
that wasn't yeah. in the cards. That's you know? it, it's like real stuff. Like there was literally a time when I moved to Massachusetts, my ex like lived with her parents and I couldn't live with her parents. So I legit lived in my car for like four weeks and it was just, and all I was doing is working and putting half of my money towards like flying dunkers in wow. and like filming them. Yeah. I'd put them in a hotel and I'd be like, yeah, I'll come get you in the morning and stuff. And I was sleeping in my car. So it's like, people don't understand like what happens before. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, that's also a testament of how much you loved the dunk game and yeah. how dedicated you were to growing it. And yeah. then to see where you're at now, I feel like that's, that's pretty cool. You I, should definitely yeah, be proud I, of I mean, that. it's super dope. Like even last night, the dunk contest was, you know, whatever, but I never appreciate the moment like with the NBA dunk contest while it's happening because I'm so worried about what everybody's going to think on social media because we are so it's so easy to communicate with us on social media. Definitely. Because we see it. We don't pay attention to it, but we see it. Right. And last night was the first time I was like, man, you know, when you think about, man, those were good times before I was like, you know what? This is good times right now. So now I'm just For trying sure. to enjoy everything as it happens. Yeah. Yeah. And you were on the court for Obi's first dunk. Yes. If you guys watched it on TV or you were at the dunk contest, that's who Obi jumped over. Yeah, it's facts. Can you can you tell everybody your height too? Because you look short up against NBA guys. I'm, you're six, not. I'm six foot. I like. Yeah. <laughs> my agent. Okay, take don't take this the wrong way. My agent. Was, I was like, oh, that's my friend Chuck. He was like, oh, well, that's good. He's dunking over him because because he's like 5'6". I'm like, he's not 5'6". <laughs> it's just in li like, literally, so I, I think I told you that, like, one of my friends, she was like, hey, she was like, my friend thought you were cute, but it was like, man, he's like 5'6". And she's like, he's like, he's, she was like, he's like 6'1", like six foot. I was like, yeah, I just stand next to seven footers all the time. Right. So that's like, that's what happens to right. me. So I have to like crop people out of my bumble pictures and stuff. No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, or you need to just just put a little like ruler, whatever it's called, yeah, next to you just something. to show how tall you actually are. Mugshot. Perfect. <laughs> no. So before we go more into the dunk game, I want to take a halftime break if you're down with that. Yeah, we can do this. Since you, to me, are like a dunk encyclopedia, mm -hmm. your knowledge of dunk is endless. I have some dunk trivia for you. Oh, and I want to see how well you do. All right. We'll start off with a couple softballs. In 2008, Dwight Howard pulled out a heroic dunk for his second attempt of yes. the night. Yep. What superhero did he emulate? Superman. So easy, right? Yeah, that is I mean, like, even I knew that one. Come on. Did you, have you worked with Dwight? Yeah, I have. I worked with him in 2020. I started to. We actually had a dunk planned out that Kobe was going to help with. Oh, wow. So we had a dunk where you throw like a lob to him from like underneath him. Kobe would be sitting in a chair whatever, but we were like, we don't know if he's going to do this. He was like, what do you want me to do? I was like, yeah, just to pass to Dwight, like you sit in a chair. He was so like, it was like early January then? Uh, this is literally four days before it happened. No way. So I was supposed to fly to LA and work with Dwight and Kobe. Yeah. And then that happened. Wow. So that was like the wild thing. But I like talked to him on the phone like four days before it happened. That's never, crazy. never had any interactions. He was like, and awesome. also heartbreaking though. Heartbreaking. Jeez. And that kind of like, Dwight didn't really practice after that. He was crushed when that happened. People have a lot of things to say about Dwight and Kobe, but they actually were pretty close, like, after all that stuff happened. Right. And that would have been iconic, too, to kind of solidify that. But I, I yeah. can't even imagine if you have that planned yeah. as one of your dunks and then pretty, yeah, pretty the whole great. world cried. Yeah, of course. So. I mean, it's still, it's that moment in history. It's right. that moment in our generation's history. It's our, like, you know, our JFK-type like type deal. Right. Yeah. Okay, well, moving on to... Um, 
Done. something. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> actually, about Kobe Bryant, we'll honor him for a second. Right. Vince Carter and Kobe won every competition that occurred in the four years between 1997 and 2000. Yeah. But how many contests did each of them win during that time? Just one. Yeah, there was no contest. Lockout and no contest because they brought two ball in and broke my heart. <laughs> Got it. That was a trick question, but that was so easy for you also. Yeah. I'm, yeah, so Kobe won. 97. Yeah. Yeah. And Vince won in 2000. Yeah. And God, God, I mean? God rest his soul, but Darvin Ham should have won. But, but, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. In the 2005 competition, Steve Nash showed off his soccer skills. Yes. Past an alley-oop to which... Amari. Where's Stoudemire? Okay, so is this like the easiest dunk trivia you've ever had? Um, I mean, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Next up, let's see. Let's see. Wait, I need it. What's, what's a tougher one I have? Who won the 1985 dunk contest? Uh, Dominique Wilkins. That's correct. <laughs> Ask me the lineup if you want. I mean, I'm I'm just seriously. Gonna, I mean, oh, I was like, I, do you know it? I, so the other morning, Chase, my assistant. We're like just walking into the tunnel, and he was like, "Tell me every guy that was in the '84 contest," and I like spit it out immediately. Like the first name I said, he was like, "Yeah, this guy knows." Damn it! So that's something that you do. You study these to prepare the guys as well. Absolutely. Like I, I study like I watch dunk contests all the time. Like real life, we all deal with like you know like some sort of like mental health things and stuff like that. And I dealt with like depression growing up, and. A dunk contest with like it was just made me feel like okay. So uh -huh. that was always my safe haven. So I had like tapes and like so all cool. these contests recorded. Yeah. So I it's like my safe place. So by doing that, I'm like, oh man, I know every dunk that's ever happened. And because right. I've watched it, you know, like the ten thousand hours things, like definitely been there. Yeah. So yeah. How many players have won more than one NBA dunk contest? All right. So we got extra credit if you can name them. Yeah, uh, Dominique, Michael Jordan, okay, Harold Miner, uh huh, Jason Richardson, yep, Nate Robinson. Nate won two. Oh, you said two. Uh, he won three. Oh, more than one. No, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. He won, he won three. Okay. Uh, and then who is in Zach Levine? Yeah. yeah. Did this is Obi's first? Yeah, he was in it last year. He was in it last yeah. year, but he didn't win. Okay. Yeah. Maybe he'll add. Maybe if he. I last night his agent, who's one of my best friends, yeah, was like, he's done. He's not doing it. And I said, listen, he's like, it makes no sense business wise. Well, why is it? I get it. But his brother will probably be in the league next year. Mm -hmm. So we lobbied, and I'm like, brother versus brother in a dunk contest would be so dope. Yeah. And he's like, okay, you're making sense. We'll get back to. We'll it. check back in with yeah. them in January. And Obi next wants year. to do it. Obi's like, yeah, man, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. All right. In 2007, the five judges were all past champions of the NBA Slam Dunk Contest. Do you remember? Oh, okay. Man. Okay. So we have multiple choice. What past dunk contest winner was not one of these judges in 2007? So we have Michael Jordan, Vince Carter, Jason Richardson, or Kobe Bryant. Oh, uh, this was 2007. Yeah. Where was that? Vegas. I think it was Vegas. Okay, so same again. Michael Jordan, Vince Carter, Jason Richardson, or Kobe Bryant? Jason Richardson. That's correct. <laughs> Wait, one more question, bonus question. Right. Who did the 2022 dunk contest champion, Obi Toppin, jump over for his first dunk 
in the contest? That would be me. <laughs> the Chuck Willow. Nailed it. <laughs> um, that was dope. Yeah. Perfect um, score, 100%. Yeah. Congrats, time for the second half. Where's my trophy? You didn't bring it. Dude, that thing is heavy. <laughs> I saw, you said, okay, so we talked about it last night. He said, listen, if I can get the dunk contest trophy, I'm gonna bring it to the show. Yeah, Obi, Obi was having a lot of fun with that thing. But I have <laughs> like, I have like a whole Snapchat with it. And I'm just like, I think it might be on my story. And it's just like, I ain't worried about nothing. I'm like carrying the thing. It's like kind it's of a, like a glass container this time. Yeah, it's right? weird. Or crystal something. I hate it. I like the like old school stuff, right? but it's super heavy. It's probably like 25 pounds. Like it's legit. He handed it to me with one hand. I was like, oh. It's pretty. Know? I but... mean, it's nice, but it, you don't even know what it is. Like you really have to look into it because it's like slam dunk champion and like a weird thing. But bring back the old one. Notes to the NBA. Yes. We need a different trophy next don't, year. <laughs> don't fire me. <laughs> Speaking of contests, I noticed that the scoring and dunking it's never consistent. Mm -hmm. And personally, I think it needs some work. Yeah. There needs to be some sort of revamp because I see these guys, and especially the pro dunkers, not even the NBA guys, I see these pro dunkers dedicate their lives and however many hours they put into it every single day to nail a dunk that they've been working on for months. And if the judges are biased towards towards a particular person mm -hmm. or they've seen them do a dunk before, but yeah. it's actually a harder dunk than other people have done. They don't get the score that I think they deserve. And sometimes these, these cash prizes as well for some of these dunk contests are life changing for some of these kids who enter them. Yeah. What is, what is your take? What do you think needs to happen for, for scoring? Yeah. So with the NBA dunk contest, what happens with the NBA, even though like they changed so many rules this year with like rookie game and all that stuff, which was like fun or whatever. Thanks for the seat. Uh, <laughs> you but, got it. <laughs> yeah, but they don't want to overcomplicate things, right? you know, because that's not what they like work for. That's it's more that, of a show. It's a show. Yeah. So the dunk contest will not do anything besides like next year we're going to add decimals so there's no like ties and stuff oh you know cool I mean? yeah so that's like and then maybe have the judges a little more informed we maybe take them to dunk school with me for like 30 minutes now for pro dunking there needs to be a system uh i know there's like a couple like different people that are trying to make systems and stuff like i'm obviously trying to do that as well yeah. but it's one of these things that's going to have to break down into like a category of like figure skating type of thing. Yeah. Where it's like originality and like, are you nailing it on the first attempt? Like right. how clean is the dunk type of deal? And it's going to have to be like a culmination score. The ultimate objective objective with pro dunking is to get into the Olympics. Like that's my, that's my like last thing. Like, you know, like when Dr. Dre was like, you know, F rap after this, you can have it back. Yeah. Like, that's how I feel about dunking. Have you watched gymnastics? Of course. At all? Yeah. Do you know how they score? Uh, yeah. So they had to change it because it used to just be just up to 10. So mm -hmm. it would be the perfect 10, whatever. Mm -hmm. But now in the Olympics, when you when you see people start excelling, now you have a routine. You have a certain number of skills that you're doing in that routine, and they give you a difficulty score. So mm -hmm. put a difficulty on these different levels of dunks, right? Yeah. yeah. If it's something we've never seen before, that's a whole nother level of difficulty or that adds a, yeah. another decimal, another this, another that. Yeah. If it's not a clean dunk, you yeah. know, you get one or two decimals off yep. there. That's how I've envisioned it because even on Dunk League, the show that we were on, I've, I saw the guys, some of their disappointment and some of their 
even somebody who won being like, I, I shouldn't have won this challenge. It should have been. Isaiah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, you know, yeah. it should have been Isaiah. It should have been, it mm. should have been somebody else. And like you said, the NBA guys are doing it for entertainment. They're making hundreds of millions of dollars in total. Yeah. One dunk contest, as, as much as it looks great on paper, it's a great show for the crowd. It's not life-changing for them to win $20,000, them yeah. to win $10,000, them to win this, them to get more followers on social media, mm-hmm. like it is for some of these pro dunkers who a lot of them have a second job. Yeah. They can't even do dunking full-time. It's true. So I, like, my heart goes out to them i'm like we gotta i mean how we, do we get we, this right i mean you we've, know? Ta- we've <laughs> talked about this off of here that kind of stuff needs to be fixed like the scoring needs to f- needs to be fixed and gotta start taking stuff seriously because i've been doing so many things that right i took myself away from pro dunking like putting myself 100 percent into pro dunking uh and now it feels like if I'm not like pushing the needle, like nothing's happening. Like right. it's the realization that like I need to do it. That's what's going on next is that I'm just going to throw myself back in a hundred percent and just. But I think at the same time, what you're doing with the NBA is really important because this, as it stands right now, this is still the biggest stage. Yeah. So we need the, and I, I just threw myself in. We, because now oh, no, I'm part of the in. Doug family. You're, you're in. You're in. <laughs> but we need that, that big stage to keep people interested in it. And if there's a way to even get some of the pro guys, I know I keep talking about this for those of you who are watching or listening, who haven't checked out some of the professional dunkers. I mean, if you want to rattle off some of your guys so they can check them out on social media, they've done dunks that if you were impressed by any of the NBA dunk contests, your mind will be blown once you see these guys dunk because it's that next level. Shout out to the yeah. NBA guys who are great, but yeah. but these guys are even on a it, high it's, level. It's just like they they devote their lives to dunking as an NBA player devotes their lives to basketball. Yeah. Um, like like Jonathan Clark and Jordan Kilgannon and Dan Gross, Jordan Sutherland, even Chris Staples, like those kind of guys like devoted their themselves to it. Uh can we talk about uh, Jonathan Clark, one of our good friends? We've all collaborated multiple times. The most wonderful human on the planet. He's just wonderful. Is also a high school a high school teacher. teacher. Yeah, and he does a standing backflip into a vertical dunk. Yeah, and has done. What is he working on now? Double between the legs. Yeah, he's he's the only person to hit a double between the legs so far. And then he like. He was dunking for a full year with a torn MCL, and we didn't know. And then he went and got it fixed. And so now he's, like, making his – he's getting older, you know. Like, he's 34 years old, and he's, like, putting his everything into yeah. – He's like, man, something's going to happen, and I'm making one last push because I know I, my legs aren't going to keep going. Right. Which, like, breaks my heart because I want guys like that to reap the benefits of, like, what they built. Like, I have guys that I, you know, had with me in 2005 that – they see everything going on and people are making pretty good money now. And it's like, it breaks my heart because I remember us like jamming into hotel rooms and, right. you know, doing dunk shows for $200 and stuff like that. Right. So, yeah, I remember telling guys like, like Chris Staples and Jordan Kilgannon and, you know, shoot, I mean, whoever, there was like Porter Mayberry back then and stuff. I was like, Hey, like you, I'm I'm gonna help you no matter what. Like I'm gonna get you events and I'm gonna do this stuff, but you need to start building your own brand because there's gonna be it's that thing. There's life after this, you know what I mean? Right. And that's you know Jordan. I see him doing a little more like like some ad work and some like 
some brand stuff, which is like great because even though he seems like Superman and I mean, the dude's in incredible shape, same thing. Like, yeah, those legs don't last forever. Definitely. Courtside Club is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it. Must be 21 or older. Has there been one NBA player or NBA legend who's talked to you or, or kind of give you praise that really know, that sticks out for you? Um, when we uh, – well, the last time when we were Atlanta for the Kellogg's game, uh, Dominique Wilkins, like I was in an elevator with – with Shaq and Dominique Mm -hmm. and then Shaq like said something he was like you know who that is and he was like I know who that is man he was like that's the dunk he was like that's the dunk god right there I was like Dominique Wilkins called me the dunk god (laughs) and then uh I was during COVID I was uh I did like Vince Carter was Instagram living all the time Mm -hmm. that's my hero pretty much and he was like, oh, he saw me, like, in there. He was like, Chuck, what's up, man? He was like, jump on. And he, like, jumped on the live, and he was, like, telling people. He's like, you know, this is the goat right here. People call me the goat, but this is the goat. And I was oh, like, really? Vince Carter's calling me the goat right That's now. That's so cool. And I'm, like, trying to screen record and stuff. <laughs> yeah. And didn't get it, but I was like, man. Did you even know that he knew who you were? No. That's cool. I had no idea. That's so cool. Yeah, that was like the – I was just like, man. And I remember I, like, called my brother. I was like, Vince Carter, just call me the dunk goat or whatever. And That's then, so cool. Now I'm supposed to play golf with him, and I lied to him and told him I was good at it. In trouble. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> How long do you have before no, you're going to play golf no, with him? Actually, because... <laughs> no, actually, I'm getting kind of good now because this oh, was during COVID. He was like, yeah, man, I got to make it down to Naples. There's a course down there I'm trying to play. Man, if he sees this, my bad, man. It was just – he was like, well, he was like, we'll have some dulce and play some golf. I was well, like, what man. are you supposed to say? If Vince Carter asks you to play like, golf, yeah, you're like, obviously. Immediately, and... <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll – you know, I'll kill you, man. <laughs> I've been practicing like six hours a day I before liter- the game. I literally, during COVID, I was going to the range like five days a week. And then <laughs> it was just so funny because he's, it was the same live. And he was like, yeah, he was like, we'll drink some Dulce and do the, and play golf. And I was like, yeah, I love that. And in my head, I was like, hate Dulce, hate golf. <laughs> <laughs> no. But now I'm like, now I'm playing and stuff. So I'm just waiting for the day. That's so cool. For me, it was a similar thing when Kobe when I was interviewing him and then after he was like, I've seen your shot on social media. Like you have a great shot. Keep going. I was like, how, how have you seen me, you know, for Kobe Bryant to compliment my three pointer was just insane. So you have little moments like that, that kind of take you back. Like, wow, the life that we're living is really cool. And the fact that we're able to be in this circle is, yeah, it's know, so it's awesome. experience and that the people would only dream of. And the word you use is like desensitized and it like sucks to like, once you say it, you're like, man, what are you saying right now? Yeah. But it, it really, it's become a thing, but everybody's so cool. People make this uh, assumption that athletes or celebrities are, you know, rude or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, you rarely r- run into somebody that's like, true. that's like that. True. So it's like, they're, they're the same as we are, except for, you know, in my case, they're usually kids. They're younger. <laughs> I so. feel like, especially in the basketball space too, like yeah. the athlete community is a lot warmer and at the elite basketball level, it's kind of a small circle. You yeah. kind of see the same people. We all know of each other. There's a level of influencers and social mm-hmm. media people and then the television folks and then the actual athletes yeah. and the pro dunkers and kind of everybody in between. Yeah. But we're all connected in yeah. some it, way. It's like so. a it's like a weird like brother sisterhood thing. Definitely. But, it, but it's dope. There's a level of respect to it. Yeah. All right. So we are nearing the end of the game and I have some buzzer beaters for you before we go. 
What is the best game that you've ever been courtside for? I guess you could also say con dunk contest because you've been courtside for a lot yeah, of those. So it doesn't go, have to be an actual game. I'm just gonna go dunk contest. Um, it, you would think I would say like the ones I was a part, like I, Derek Jones jumped over me when he won and then Obi last night. But in 2017 in New Orleans, Glenn Robinson was not supposed to win the dunk contest. I remember that. And he was a 15, 14 to one to win in Vegas. So obviously I threw money on cause I was like, <laughs> we're gonna win. Yeah. And nobody knew that I was working with him. Everything played out the way we thought it would. We had him do like his best dunk first. So everybody else would try crazy stuff. It's exactly what oh, happened. Oh, that's smart. And it, it was the coolest moment. It was my first like assuring moment that I was like, okay, I'm supposed to be here. Yeah. Uh, so I would say that because I wasn't on the court, but I was like right with all the players and I just like watched it unfold and it was just so cool. And then he gave me his trophy. So it was Oh, like, so cool. Yeah. You said you did the toughest dunk first. Is that, that's not normally the strategy though, no, right? No. Okay. No, because I thought everybody like, Usually does something safe, but tries to get like a, you know, 45 to like 48 out of 50. Right. And I just told him, I said, hey man, I said, this is your best dunk and you can make it every time. Let's do it first. And it, because nobody expects it from you. Right. And literally nobody expected it. And everybody's like, what just happened? He got a 50. And then everybody changed their dunks. Like Derek was in the contest. Uh, and he even told me, he was like, when he did that, I changed my dunk. I was like, yeah. So it got, got in his head a little bit. Yeah, oh, same that's thing. So Aaron, good. Aaron brought his drone out and he wasn't supposed to do that until like the finals. Oh, okay. <laughs> so he like did the same thing. And he was like really trying to avenge like the previous years. Yeah. <laughs> so. I'm 2 0 against him. Oh, Sorry, <laughs> Sorry Aaron. Also a nice no, guy, yeah. but. <laughs> All right, if you could sit courtside with one person dead or alive, who would it be? Yeah, Kobe. Kobe. 100% Kobe. Just, just to hear like, him talk about the game, like him dissect it and stuff. Right. That would be, yeah. Who is one guy that you would love to see poster somebody while sitting courtside? Like right now or just any? Anyone in history? Uh, Nate Robinson on Shaq. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that would be so good. Actually, that would be good for today. I don't yeah. know if like either of them would ever be on the court together ever yeah. again. <laughs> it so would break funny. the internet. Totally. Yeah. What is your ideal food and drink combination while sitting courtside? Oh, no. What okay wait what drink did you have last night that you would have what drink, drink right now if you were courtside what drink didn't I have last night <laughs> no uh, I like a tequila water person tequila water yeah what it's light on the calories I'm trying to get a scholarship <laughs> that sounds gross sorry I I need tequila with all of the mixing things to make it taste delicious just like just some wine. No. Expand your horizons, kid. Gross. Like, like, so basically just melt the ice cubes in the tequila. I'll have it set to <laughs> Anyway. Okay, and last question. What is one event in history that you would have loved to have been courtside for? It could be sporting event or other. 2000 NBA Slam Dunk Contest, Vince Carter's. It was my 16th birthday, greatest moment of my life. Oh, I, cool. I literally do not celebrate my birthday anymore. I'm just like, oh, Vince <laughs> Carter won the dunk contest on this day. All right, well, when you guys go to play golf, you gotta let me know when that date is. We'll hire a camera crew for you so you can document every single part of it. A hundred percent, I will, and then- And you should go on your birthday. That would be awesome. All right, Chuck, thank you so much for joining us on the Courtside Club. Before I let you go, let everybody know where they can find you and anything that you have coming up that we should look out for. Well, you can find me later at Top Golf. Uh, <laughs> exactly. No, um, on Instagram, my business account is Team Flight Brothers. Uh, 
And then my personal account's TFB Chuck the Boss. And then on Twitter, it's TFB Chuck the Boss. If you want to know how I'm really feeling, just go ahead and follow me on there. Oh yeah, he lets it all loose oh, on Twitter. I, all, all the smoke, yeah. But yeah, that's where you can find me. Dude, thank you so much. Thanks for for waking up and, and joining me. It's been a really fun weekend yeah, in my you. hometown. I appreciate you. Appreciate you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. All right, you guys, make sure that you subscribe and like, and there's more Courtside Club coming very soon. Bye.